0: Mondays with Sarah, on The Humanitarian. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of The Humanitarian. So today I'm joined with Nick Ginger. Thank you so much for being on here.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, So as always, I like to start off with a icebreaker question. So if you woke up and had 2,000 unread emails and could only answer 300 of them, how would you choose which ones to
1: answer? Oh my gosh. Well, considering a lot of my emails are spam and promotions for things I don't care about, I would probably <laughs> delete 1,700 of them right off the bat. And then the 300 that I would respond to would probably be personal emails from Nash. So, okay. So things from people that I know.
0: Yeah. I would
1: yeah. probably respond to those.
0: Okay, that's fair. I feel that my inbox is full of crap from like Forever 21 or.
1: I just unsubscribe. Really? i'm just like I, I don't i don't why did i subscribe to this you know what's the point
0: point? and when you buy something online then like you're automatically subscribed to their email list so it's like bro because i bought something one time it doesn't mean like
1: it's in the fine print yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. You like with this purchase you're subscribed to yeah weekly newsletter it's like no i don't want it
0: but part of me is also glad that they tell me when they have sales because then I don't have to. But then also, I'm like, I wouldn't have spent that money if I didn't know. Ugh, such a predicament. Um, consumerism. Um, so, you, I kind of just fell upon your Facebook page. Oh, because I posted on Facebook and I said, is anybody interested on in being on my podcast? Um, so, you do music. Yes. Um,
1: and that then I, I offer m- Music's just part of it. Well, I, music as a whole yeah. is what it is, but there's a bunch of different little niches in music is what I do. Okay. So I do a lot of things involving music.
0: Okay. Well, what are they?
1: Oh, so the first thing would be I play a lot of instruments. Okay. Um, I sing, I record music, I write music, I produce music, I mix music, I'm Master music. I critique music. I what else do I do? I play in two bands. <laughs> so I guess it's all like the same thing, but they all have like their different purposes.
0: Yeah. So, so. What do you play?
1: Guitar, mainly. Mainly, I'm a guitar player. Uh, That's what I grew up. Um, learning actually what got me into guitar is Hannah Montana like, oh funny gosh, side really? story I would sit in my uh, in my family's guest room in our first house here in Indiana and I would watch Hannah Montana on one of the old box movie TV's like yeah. the panasonic gray ones with That's the iconic. LCD screens I don't know if it's LCD screen. whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter small details uh, that got me into playing guitar because I thought it would get me girls um <laughs> Picked up bass later on. Uh, took piano lessons for a little while. So I played piano, guitar, bass, harmonica, singing, I play drums, I pay, I can play uh, the upright bass, can, um, everything's escaping me. I had a long day.
0: Did you did That's you do bands?
1: No I didn't. I decided. Well, I the did. The band's
0: gay, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, no, band's gay. I have I have a lot of respect for the kids that went to band uh, because, in my opinion, they, you know, they worked up their yeah. fundamental chops because, in my opinion, a lot of that stuff is really simple, really easy, and very boring to me. That's my personal opinion. Um, but back in fifth, fifth, and sixth grade, uh, I did. Um, Band, choir. Okay. Fifth grade, I did snare um, because I didn't want to play any other instrument. Frankly, my family couldn't afford any other instrument, Uh, so I did snare for fifth grade. And sixth grade, I just decided to join choir, so I did that in sixth grade. I fell out of it in seventh and eighth and started writing my own music about that time between eighth and eighth grade and freshman year. And, uh, but no, I never, I don't know why. I was in, I was in uh, the, uh, the school rock band. The pet band but, uh, well, not the pet band, but school rock band. Whatever.
0: Black and gold band? Yes, black yeah. and gold band. Okay, yes. that's, I was in
1: that for two years.
0: That's dope. My best friend, uh, do you know Jerry Thurman? I do not. He's in it. I love him so much. He's my babe. But um, oh my gosh, he did black and gold, and I have, I have more respect for that than I did band for like middle school all through high school. I don't know why I did it my senior year. I wanted to kill myself. It was just like I didn't want to be a musician. I like had made that kind of like definitive, and I just kind of did it to do it. Like I was just like, it'll look good on a college application. It's an easy yeah. but then it's not anymore, because, like, now you can get IU Kokomo credit for it, and then, like, you have to go to all of these extra rehearsals, and, like, and band isn't an easy A anymore. Like, there there's a ton of smart music assignments, and I'm just like, why am I
1: doing this? Well, at least when I was in high school and I did band, or in middle school, I guess I could say, when I was, you know, when I did band then, that was super easy. But then again, I, mean, I, grew, I grew up in a musical house, Yeah. my dad's a professional pianist of 50 years now. My mom's a classically profession classically trained professional singer, vocalist. So I kinda I just grew up in music. Yeah. So I guess I, I mean I, I came to it naturally for sure. Um, but I mean that's no excuse to not work hard. No yeah. But I feel that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Yeah, I just took it for easy. I, I never needed to take anything guitar classes. I never did any of that stuff but I just did it to hang out musically inclined kids and, yeah you know find who I connected with really you know, vibed with with good energy. Met a lot of great people in high you know, school. Um say hi to nowadays. I feel that
0: um did you ever do those rooftop things with Mr Jasper?
1: I did one. There okay. Was, there, uh, was it the
0: Bob Dylan one? It was. I remember seeing all these school announcements. Because you guys did like a video for it? There was
1: Yeah, I was actually on school announcements like three or four times. With it, like, not even like willingly. Except for the, the finally Friday music thing or whatever.
0: Fine Arts Friday?
1: Fine Arts Friday.
0: With Jonathan and Kelsey. Yes. That was iconic. Like, I
1: conic. love them. Yes. I love them to death. They're so great. Yes. So there there was that. That was really good. That was fun. I was like sophomore year.
0: And then they graduated and it just went to shit. Like, well, of course. It was just um, like Ben Elliott and Katie Floor took it over and they did a, they did a okay job, but like it wasn't the same. And then kind of Ben and Katie were like, we're done with this. Like we don't feel passionate about it. So then Eric Thornberry um, like kind of like delegated it and it just became like generic and fake and like annoying. And we're all just like, stop.
1: I just imagine. Yeah. You know, like, Kelsey and Jonathan had, had all the energy.
0: Because, yeah. You know,
1: they wanted to, you know, give people like them the light of day. Yeah. So I think, I think sure. Cause I, I, in my opinion, I feel like school is dominated by, by sports and sports news and all that stuff. And school lunch um, All the stuff I was never interested in. I mean, I played football, I played basketball, I did baseball. Um, but I, mean, <laughs> I, I quit before freshman year. You know? yeah. I just felt out of love with it. I was like really, like, between the eighth grade and freshman year it was a really big deciding factor of what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I mean, I kind of already knew I wanted to do music for the rest of my life. But right then and there, I was like, all right, if I do football, if I you know, try and do get on the teams play varsity draw high school. Like, I'm not going to have time for a job to save up for money. I'm not going to have time for music. And a lot of people are like, well, you can do both. It's like, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I did both. Yeah. I would be half as good as I am. I'd have half the yeah. knowledge, half the experience where, you know, I definitely think I made a good decision. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Personally, I don't, I don't have any regrets. I live my life that's in that moment. That's the decision I made, that's how I felt, Why should I regret that. I'm sure it may have been dumb and stupid and there's consequences for it, but when I regret it. I learned something.
0: I think so, you should have quit, <laughs> uh, quit sports.
1: I definitely gotta quit sports.
0: I interned at Parker Media my senior year um, for like the internship program, and one of the guys there that interned with me, he did football mm-hmm. and he did rugby. Um, and there is no time for like anything else other than like playing that sport. And uh-huh. I'm just like, and games. yeah, I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand how you could. And he hated it. He hated ah, playing.
1: Like,
0: like he's like, I just do it because like it keeps me in shape, and I don't have anything better
1: to do. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> to stay in shape, man. Have a good diet and work out every once yeah. in a while. Like that's all it takes.
0: I mean, he was like pretty fit, but like, I don't know. I guess if that's kind of what your team... Like, if you're just kind of the kind of guy who's, like, trying to get through high school and, like, you're, like, all play sports, then I guess. But, I mean, if you... And I think that's what Don's class is all about, too, is, like, if you find that about yourself and you find that you connect with something, like, don't, don't like, quit your dream job. like Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm working towards my dream right now. I'm doing something I don't want to do to get to my dream. And I think that's a big thing. I think a lot of people who just out of high school or out of college or somehow between you know 18 and 22 years old somehow they just come upon their dream and what they want to do without having to really work for it i think that their appreciation for it is lessened by that like i always believe that i think it's really stupid why 16 year olds get brand new camaros i'm gonna be straight up honest i think that is dumb as hell yeah like i get it your parents have money but My first car was a truck that had a misfiring piston, but it got me from point A to point B. Like, that's all I needed it for. I didn't, I wasn't able to drive down to Indianapolis because the truck would have exploded.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And
1: so, you know, overheating,
0: transmission
1: failure, engine failure, all these different things that could happen. And like, now the car I drive right now, it's a really nice car. It's new, it's, fast it has great gas mileage and it's like wow i really have an appreciation for it yeah i feel that even in in high school i told my parents i was like man i really like this i really want this i really want this and they're like go get a job i got a job and so when i'm paying for my own things i appreciate them more because whenever my parents paid for them it's like i don't you know I don't love this as much as I could if I worked for it yeah because then you really understand that all the time the effort and the frustration and um, you
0: know it also makes you think thought. about like yeah. do you really want it
1: exactly because like if I'm
0: like dad like can you buy me these clothes off the internet I like kind of get them and I'm like okay like they're cute but like if I go to the store and I buy them with my money then I'm like do I really love this like will I really wear it a lot and yeah. It's not just some like dumb jacket that I'm gonna wear like for a photo shoot or something and then like give it to Goodwill.
1: Every single day I battle that. Cause like every single day I'm seeing like new microphones, new guitars, new amps, new speakers, you know, new plugins for crying out loud, new hardware. Yeah. You know, compressors, EQs. Just like I can afford that. But I don't need it. I think that's a big thing.
0: That's me with that. shoes. <laughs> I literally, shoe stores are like crack. Like I could. Can't even talk about it because all I ever think about is like, how can I buy new shoes? Like, how can I budget my money for this week to buy new shoes? Um, it's, a, it's a problem. I
1: wear the same shoes as long as I can wear them until they run out. Until like there's holes in them. I mean, but I, mean, I was I was raised in a draft of pork poor you know, I mean, we're still rather pork And our money's it's. All my It's important in life, but it's not the end of like be all at all. So I think family and friendships and love is what's really important in life. And then money, I mean money is freedom. Money gives you the ability to do things that you want. But I don't know, I don't like money. I think money's dumb. I wish it was interesting
0: Yeah, I feel that. I think I feel like I hate myself sometimes because I'm like, I wish I wasn't such a consumer, but I'm also, me and my mom were just talking about this yesterday too, but like, just always, like, things are just always in your face about like, buying things and the emails, like, Uh, so all the time, just like, buy this, buy that, like, upgrade to the newest phone, and um, my dad is such a sucker for the newest phone thing, he's like, (laughs) as soon as the new iPhones come out, he's like, we gotta get this one, we gotta get this one, and I'm like, I mean, if you're gonna buy it, like, sure, okay, As long as the
1: phone I still have works. I don't need a new phone, yeah. but before I got iPhone X... Um, See, I
0: didn't get the X. I think it's annoying.
1: I really like it. You do? I don't like the home button. I like just being able to swipe up and use really? my face. I think it's really cool. You I think do? it's the future. It's super fast. Because then, you know, you'll be you'll be using your thumb and your fingerprint to try and open it. It'll fail. It'll fail. That's true. It'll fail. And then it'll be like, oh, type in your password. I yeah. Think, well, what's the point of having this new technology? Yeah. And it not working. But the whole face thing, face recognition works. Really? Spot
0: on. Okay. It's fantastic. So like to me it would just seem annoying because I feel like it would be similar to the hand but it's not like it just right away.
1: Uh, if I take my phone and go like this. It's automatic, immediately.
0: Don't you think it's creepy? No. Really? No. Do you not watch Have you ever like watched those conspiracy videos about like they're gathering like, like Snapchat and stuff, and like all that stuff is like, getting like images of your face to take like a digital census of
1: like the world and stuff. I honestly really could not care. You don't care because I mean, these people really want all that information and all well, I means. Go ahead. I mean, I guess it's a, a um, privacy thing. Yeah. Probably, uh, what is what is the word? There's a certain word I'm looking for that goes before privacy, but I can't think of it. It's like a... Invading? Invasion of privacy, but I don't care. I mean, if, if people want to I guess if you don't have anything to live. hide. No, I mean, no. no. <laughs> I really don't There's nothing I have to hide.
0: Here. I don't have anything to hide, it's just like, I don't know, there's just something that bothers me about it, like, I don't know. If
1: you want to see my face, 4 a.m. when I wake up and look at my phone, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's that, true. You know, if you want to see it, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing behind I mean, But then again, like, I don't really necessarily believe in it. Like, it's a conspiracy theory. Like, a lot, there's a lot of theories of things that happen. And I just don't believe it. Because, you know, we have our rights as humans. And if that's happening, then, you know, whatever company's doing that will eventually, you know, they'll reap what they sell. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. I think it's Not worry I'm about it. Heavily dependent business. That's totally
0: okay. Um, so your music, like, let's talk about that. So you, um, you're a musician. So what have you kind of like done, and where
1: is it going? Uh, so I guess the first major thing I did was. It was, I think it was December, December 2014, I, uh, I was a sophomore, I released my first EP, and whoever's listening to this, do not go and find it, because <laughs> it sounds terrible, but I know being told not to is enticing to actually go do it, <laughs> but seriously don't, it sucks. Um, but I recorded with Cameron Breen. I don't know who that is. Um, he was a year... So he graduated in 2015, I played okay. a band with him in church, and he was a drummer, and I hit him up one day, I was like, Hey man, I've got these five songs, and you know, I want to record them, how much? And he was like, I'll oh, just do it for free.
0: That's dope. So dumb.
1: I went over to his house, went down to his basement, recorded all the guitars in a couple hours, and recorded all the vocals. You know? So I recorded the whole five song EP in yeah. one night, and then he sent me the mixes of it all back the next day. I was, yeah. wow, this is perfect. Yeah. And uh, looking back now, like there's there's a lot of things, but about a month after I released it, I kind of realized I was like, I can do better. Yeah, recording wise you know, mixing wise. like I think I can achieve the sound I want better than
0: what he produced.
1: Yeah. I mean, not to rag on his ability. But, I mean, back then, like we were both beginners. Yeah. So. Everybody who just starts in something is gonna suck. Like, the ten thousand hour rule is definitely a thing. Yeah. Ten thousand hours, and you're a professional. I mean. um, but you're not a professional if you don't have a good attitude. But I did that, and I kind of realized I think I can, I can. record my music. You know, I I know what I want. I know what I hear in my head. And I've always been that way. I yeah. always hear stuff in my head. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I. Joined in junior year, uh, Mr. Jasper had the electronic music class. which yeah. was really a recording class. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff. But then I did a. Um, it's an EP with Eric Heinzman called Any. Um, e N I. And it was a fundraiser for Mr. Holland's Opus. So mm-hmm. this is like. This is when we were on the news. Um, I don't remember how much we raised. I want to say it was. Like I mean, super small. Yeah. They were five dollars CDs. So five divided by thirty is six. So that's sixty CDs. And to me, that was was wow. I just sold sixty CDs of something that I recorded, music I wrote with Eric, mixed it, mastered it. Like wow, I did that, and I was super happy with it. There's one song. um, I can't remember the name of it. It's the first song. It's super John Mayer-esque. (laughs) <laughs> I listened to it I listened to it like two years after I released it. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of phasing issues in this. And phasing is where things like don't you know, like stereo guitars just sound like like right here, like left and right. But then phasing issues sounds like they're behind you. Okay. And so I was listening to it and I was like, wow. I made some big mistakes. Yeah. Compression errors, EQ errors, you know, just how things were done. But, you know, I was learning. Mm -hmm. And so I would still write music as well as record local artists. I would um, make beat instrumentals for them. Um, Had some bad experiences with a couple guys, uh, but I learned from them. And uh, it just kind of progressed and progressed and progressed and progressed. I was serving at Courtney's Kitchen um, Mm -hmm. up until... Up until twenty, like the fall of twenty sixteen, I want to say, and I was still um, writing music. I actually the album that I released last year, I wrote all through high school. So all the music was from my experiences through high school, growing up, you know, life, family stuff,
0: yeah, um,
1: our relationship with God, and uh, finally. I broke my leg last year and I got disability pay. And so while I was unable to work for three months, I was finalizing all this music. Yeah. And when I could finally like walk wearing a boot before I started working, I was like, I want to record my album. Because I made the decision when I went to Starbucks to um, go to the school called the Blackbird Academy. Okay. Um, it's in Nashville. Uh, Blackbird Studio is. Major studio in Nashville. If you think of Abbey Road Studios in London, you know the Abbey Road Beatles album. Yeah. When you think of that studio, in my opinion, Blackbird is the equivalent here in the states. Okay. So huge. There's like eleven different you know studios in the one studio. They have thousands of microphones. They have. Amazing consoles. The console that Asia recorded their self-titled album, Asia. Um, that's the that's the console in Studio A. Okay. So like being able to record on a console that's from the '70s, well, actually earlier than that, but some a console that a major band with major music recorded on that was mind blowing. But where did Starbucks released my album? which is on Spotify, in and Bandcamp, iTunes, and Pandora, basically everywhere, Google Play. Um,
0: what was your process with getting on Spotify like? Was it
1: hard? I no, I Googled how to get your music on Spotify, okay. and there's this one. I used TuneCore. There's another yeah. one called... Uh, um, what is it called? I don't remember. Caleb Mitchell used it to put up his song, Pull Up. Um, uh, well, I can't remember what it's called It's like something DJ uh, But That's there's okay. multiple There's yeah. multiple different you know, Things that you can put music on Yeah. So I used TuneCore It was $10 per upload So for, I, I split the album into two halves um, Released them A week apart from each other And So the, you know $10 for the first six songs $10 for the last six so okay. it wasn't hard. It just takes like three to four days for it to go through the system, for them to yeah. listen to it make sure it's okay. So if you come back and you can post it and everything. Okay. But I did that. Went to Nashville to train and hone in my skills as a producer and, a, and an audio engineer. Um, that. that was a six-month program. Uh, voice crack. <laughs> uh, six-month program. Um, trained underneath Mark Rubel Kevin Becca Jeremy Cottrell um, just to name a few guys John McBride uh, Martina McBride's husband he's the owner of the studio Uh, Vance Powell who was uh, Jack White's engineer and got to meet a lot of really really cool guys yeah Um, but while I was there I I wrote a lot of music which currently I'm releasing one song a week I've released three already, and it's been two weeks since I've released the song. But the song that I'm working on now, I, I wanted to spend a lot of time on yeah. it because I think it's really good. Personally, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, yeah. The friends that I've showed it to, they're like, "This is the best song that you've ever written," and so I really wanted to spend time on
0: it. Yeah,
1: uh, it's currently being mastered right now by a mastering engineer in San Diego. I'm hoping to get you back tonight, but. While I was in Nashville, I decided that I don't want to start my business. Because I want to I want to open up a recording studio. I want to be you know, the owner of a recording studio. And another cool thing is I want to involve musical therapy. So I'm not going to share everything. But basically, there's going to be the studio, which is the profitable side. And then the non-for-profit musical therapy side. Places for kids with disabilities, yeah. autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. Um, I mean, Veterans, you know, yeah. veterans with PTSD, so they can come in and listen to music and just relax. And then another thing I want to do is be able to give back to the community. You know, for the people who have done a lot, um, I want to record their music for free. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I really appreciate what you've done. You sacrificed a lot, and I appreciate that. So, whatever you want recorded, I want to record it for free for you. Mixing it for free, mastering it for free, yeah. Like, free of charge. Just. So you can get your music out there. And okay. I think that would be really cool. Um, but I decided to come back to, Na- uh, to Noblesville um, because here in Noblesville, the music scene, well, Indiana just in general, the music scene is trash. Um, the I mean, a majority of it is in Indianapolis, which is a lot of rap uh, and a lot of metal. Yeah. And one of the bands I play is Metal. We just released our EP, which I recorded, mixed, mastered, played bass and drums on, and uh, that took like a year and a half, almost two years to do. Um, okay. And so I got a job working in a warehouse, 50, 50 plus hours a week. So I'm like exhausted all the time and have no motivation to do music, but. Right now the plan is to save up money, pay up all my debts, and, you know, save up enough money to buy a house and to build a studio in the house. I think house studios have a really, really, really cool vibe. They're always my favorite to go to in Nashville. Um, but I see myself five years, five, five to ten years, you know, opening this up. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen there's a lot that can happen since i lost the i lost my you know a big client base off of some really stupid stuff that i don't even understand i don't understand what i did um but you know now that they're gone and they're doing their own thing i kind of took it as a sign to just do my own thing you know i have i wrote 15 songs in nashville It's like, I want to record this. Yeah. And I'm thinking about actually doing another album. So, I mean, I guess that's the gist of it. I mean, I do all my music myself. I record it all myself, write it all myself, do all the instruments myself.
0: So, like, uh, how does that work? Like, if you decided to do, like, live shows, like, do you just, like, ask buddies to come, like? Because you can't play all of it, you know? Uh,
1: Well, I'm not... I'm not playing live shows right now. Um,
0: Is that something that you would want to do or like?
1: Eventually, personally, I don't think I'm ready. I'm very, you know, as a musician, I think all musicians are incredibly hard on themselves. Um, I personally am a perfectionist. So when, I mean, I posted a video on Instagram the other day of a, of a sneak peek of the song and it took me 20, 25 times to just get it the way I wanted it. The to, video? Yeah, of the song? <laughs> just a one minute video. Okay. Just the first verse. Yeah. And in the, in the interlude. And, I mean, being a perfectionist, like, I'm not ready. Vocally, I don't yeah. think I'm ready. Um, I don't think I'm confident enough yet in myself as a singer to do live shows. I know I could do them. I've done them in the past. Um, I've actually done quite a few shows. Uh, I was in a band called Desi, which I played bass in and sang backup vocals in. And, uh, did um, like in between acts from you know the May Mayfest you know, okay. guitar recital of high yeah. school. I uh, did a show at the Emerson. Uh, I want to say in 2016, which I think went really well, but I don't practice singing enough. I really started to practice a lot. On the way to work in the morning, I'm singing. Yeah. At work, I'm singing. On the way home, I'm singing. Um, releasing all, you know, a song a week, I'm singing all the time. Yeah. So, I'm definitely getting there, but I'm still trying to hone in my voice. I'm still trying to get that voice that I want. Yeah. So, it used to be, do you know who Dell Screen is? No. Or City and Color? The Who? City and Color.
0: Dell? No. Oh,
1: you need to check it. Okay. I mean, his music saved my life. His okay. one song, "Hello, I'm in Delaware." Like, that what kind of music is it? Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Which is it's good. It's <laughs> just fucking good. Okay. Like, it's acoustically driven. Okay. But then his voice is just so sweet. Like when you think of honey, that's what his voice is. Okay. It's just straight honey. And so I used to, I used to be told I sang on camera, but then I started smoking cigarettes. But I'm very happy. I wasn't I wasn't happy with my smooth silky voice. I didn't want that for myself because when I really dig in to get loud and really force out power, like I want raspiness. Okay. I want it. I mean you can hear it in my voice right now. Yeah. But that's only because I've been awake for what time was it? Too I've been long. awake for fifteen <laughs> hours now. Okay. So I'm talking all day, yelling at people in the warehouse. But um I totally lost what the question was, but yeah, oh, playing live shows, I would definitely, I've always wanted to put together a band to play my music, and I actually know three guys that would want to do that. Yeah. Uh, The cover band that I'm playing in, we have a show next Wednesday for July 4th, Cicero, and then we have a show at Federal Hill Commons for uh, a fundraising for for the school shooting. Okay. So we're playing that, and they were telling me there's this one song that I had that was on the radio, it's called Turn Down the Light. Um, oh my gosh, I don't like the song personally. I mean, I've listened to it so many times, yeah. so many people, you know, and they were constantly on my ass, like, we should do this song, we should do this song, we should do this song, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that song. Yeah. I have other music I would rather do that would be more directed towards an audience like that like that song is like people who are going through some shit yeah very sad a lot of my music is um depression driven okay um anxiety driven i think every every musician goes through that and if honestly if the musician hasn't gone through depression or has problems with anxiety i don't think their music is going to be that great because there's no heart there's no emotion in it just me. I like music with a message. I like music with emotion, so I don't listen to modern rap. I have a hard time listening to modern you rap. You don't like
0: God's Plan by Drake? No. Um
1: no. I used just, to listen okay. to Drake a lot actually. Yeah. Houston Vegas. Um what is the other one? There's another I s-
0: honestly can't stand rap as a whole like genre.
1: It's something else. It's it like, is something else now. I have to be,
0: like, I can only see myself, like, I'm not in the car or, like, in a shower or just, like, around the house listening to rap, but, like, if I'm, like, at a club or something or, like, I can...
1: Then it's acceptable. Yeah. Like, yeah. if, I, if I was out in a club or out of a bar, which would never happen because I'm not that kind of a person. I'm heavily introverted. I'm I'm an, I'm an introvert-trained extrovert, <laughs> which is what my parents are as well. They like to say that. Um okay. But if I have the choice of staying home and you know being by myself, or you know being with a couple friends, like I would rather do that than go to a club or a bar with tons of people. Better annoying. Super loud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So annoying. So uh, so sorry. No, I feel that. But no rap, like, granted there are a few songs like Post "Stay." I really like that song. Mm. I really, I have a major respect for Post I used to think he was dumb. I, I used to think he was another one of those basic sound rappers that, that got <laughs> famous out of nowhere. Yeah. Um,
0: what do you like about him?
1: I like that he can actually sing. I like okay. that he actually is musically talented. Yeah. I like that he doesn't just listen to rap. Okay. Um, I watched his Bob Dylan cover of Don't Think Twice, It's Gonna Be Alright, I think is the name of the song. Okay. Um, and I was like, wow this guy can actually sing. Yeah. This guy can actually play guitar. I like this. And so every time he comes out with new music, I listen to it. Okay. Um, but on his new album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, I personally only really like Stay. Okay. That's personally one of my favorite songs by him. Um, Kendrick Lamar, I really like Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he was a chance the rapper. Chance for Rapper fantastic. Um, but... Amigos? No. No. That's the garbage. It, it's just rapping about, you know, money, girls, sex, lean, drugs. Yeah. Where's the appeal in that? But in my opinion, I think all the appeal in that music is the rhythm. You know, I, don't, I don't think it's at all about the lyrics, I think it's all about the rhythm, the bass, mm-hmm. how the, you know, like all the 808s, you know, yeah. like that stuff that shakes your chest, I think that's what the appeal is, and I can respect that, mm-hmm. I understand it.
0: Like God's plan. they only- I listen the first 30 seconds because, like, there's just something about the beat and like the way that it sounds that is appealing and- very aesthetically pleasing but after that first like 30 seconds i'm like all right shuffle we're we're done because like the song isn't doesn't mean anything like i don't i just don't feel like it says anything i don't feel like there's any message he's just like i don't know
1: i don't another big 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 pet peeve of mine is ghostwriters if you're not writing your own music As an artist, like ghostwriting is where, say, me as an artist, I would have somebody else writing the yeah. music, and then I would be the one performing, which is a big thing
0: in so the like industry nowadays.
1: Every artist, basically. So, <laughs> if you're not writing your own music, if you're not writing your own lyrics, stop. <laughs> just, just quit. Yeah. Because if if you can't do that, which is, in my opinion, the simplest thing. Granted, writing lyrics is a little bit hard. It takes time to be good at it. You know, I have to write a lot of really, really shitty songs <laughs> to write one good one. Yeah. If you're not writing your own music, just quit, man. Like, just stop. There's no point.
0: I feel that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're kuda. Like, it doesn't work. But that's just from somebody who writes his own lyrics. Yeah. And writing writing your own lyrics, you can you know, actually draw from life experiences in your life. That's what makes you know, Lancy like, Alice and Chains, like all of his music was about his life. Not all of his music was about, you know, him being a drug drug addict or him being on heroin. Like it was about his dad, about his friends, you know, about growing up. Um, which is a lot of, a lot of what my music is about. You know, it's a lot about growing up the the song that I'm working on right now is getting Home. is about what inspired me to write it was my mom said to me one day because I don't know what happened I just knew she was really upset with something involving me I think it was the fact that I wasn't working when I got back to Nashville um but she she said where did my little boy go where is my innocent little boy and so the first line is oh sweet child where have you gone where have you gone Oh, saccharine innocence. I wish you were here. I wish you weren't gone. You know it's that is that that <laughs> real life. <laughs> it's it's real life. Yeah. I mean, that was inspired by what my mom said. Yeah. And to me, like it has a very sentimental meaning. A lot of the music that I release is very sentimental. It has you know there is some there is a, a reason why I wrote it. There is a, an emotion I was feeling that I had to get out. Yeah. To write it,
0: I feel that. So like, um. Okay. What, what is something that you have done that was, like, successful? And, like, what did you learn from it?
1: <sighs> successful. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And, like, it doesn't even have, it's not, like, success could be, like, anything. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be some big. I mean, like, even the selling the 300 CDs or is that how many? Or yeah. the $300. So, yeah. like, what did you learn from that?
1: i don't think i learned anything i think the only thing i really learned which i probably already knew is just to keep doing music okay But oh man this is a great question i never think about this stuff um
0: well well what about the flip side like what what's something that you failed at like you just felt flat on your face and you're like okay like not only and do i know not to do this again but like reflecting on <laughs> what happened like what did you learn like mentally and like spiritually socially mm.
1: so um black and gold pan bland band <laughs> black and gold band yeah was playing the mr Noblesville will show junior year okay iconic and, and j old uh was, like, the lead guitar player. He would practice eight hours a day, like, non-stop. And I just, I, mean, I was working a job. I didn't have the yeah. time to do it. And I was, you know, I have insomnia, so I, like, if, if I can sleep, if I could try and sleep, I will go to sleep. And we were playing uh, Free Fallen. Okay. Eric Heinsman was singing it. Oh, my gosh, I miss Eric so much. Uh, he was in Dom's class. Okay. That uh, name
0: sounds really familiar.
1: Uh so, it gets to the solo. Okay. And I'm playing rhythm guitar. Yeah. I'm not much of a soloist. Well, I wasn't back then. I've definitely improved over time. And <laughs> Mr. Jasper looks at me when the solo's coming up. He's like, he like mouth solo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy crap. And I looked at Jay. And Jay's just like, you or me? Like, point. we're pointing at each other. <laughs> and I'm like, me. So I butchered it. Yeah, it was terrible, super not tasty. Hit bad notes. <laughs> yeah, my excuse was it's just jazz. Yeah, but it's not. Oh my god, you know, like, that's so like, funny. For that style of music, you gotta have a good solo. Yeah, I think from that experience of completely botching something like that—that that could have been really, really cool. That could have gained me some more publicity in high school as an artist. Was. Don't do something you're not prepared for. Okay. I'll definitely learn that. But I think on the successful side, uh, it might be the songs that I got onto the radio. Okay. Uh, I had two songs on the radio on WTTS ninety two point three. Um, the first one being "Turn Down the Light." Okay. Uh, the guy that I played in a cover band with, he went to college with the girl who kind of runs, um, the radio. Laura Duncan, great person, love her. And he sent it to her, and she's like, oh my gosh, I love this song. Give me contact with him. I want to put it on the radio, and I want him to know. I want to let him know. And so I got the message, and I'm like, what? I'm going to get a song on the radio? Yeah. That's awesome. And apparently the whole entire station loved the song. So that was really... That's probably why I don't like the song anymore is because so many people like it. I don't know why yeah. I'm that way, but when a lot of people like one thing, I don't I don't like it. Yeah. And then when I like one thing and then a ton of other people start to like it, I don't like it. It's weird. It's it's probably just me trying to stay away from the crowd. I don't like being like other people. I like being my own person. I like having my own likes, my own interests. Um, and so, after I got turned down the light on the radio, I got an, another single called You and I on the radio as well. Mike sent that to Laura, and she's like, I love this. I'm going to put this on the radio as well. So, I had two songs on the radio. Um, I think what I learned from that is I don't know, getting music on the radio is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's the most uh, quote unquote successful. I've yeah. Been. Uh, as of late but I don't know I, I don't know where music is going to lead me I okay. don't know where one song is going to take me because there's always you know you always hear one person getting famous because of one song and then that sets their career up yeah and so I think I'm just waiting for that one song I think that's kind of like blow you up yeah I, you know I think um, I think my style of music my you know, the music that I write is different from a lot of music nowadays. And it's something fresh and new. I, I mean, a lot of people are like, what kind of music do you write? And I'm just like, it beats me, man. <laughs> like I just write music. Yeah. I write whatever I'm feeling like my whole entire album was, um, singer, songwriter, folky country yeah. kind of style, but it was, um, I had a lot of sad lyrics, you know, like happy music, but sad lyrics. Um, uh, and when I got to Nashville, I started writing, like, classical, a little bit, like, there's a couple songs that are quite classical, finger-styly guitar music, uh, with, with, you know, singing on top of it. And then I started writing music that's very jazz-based, and then I started writing music that's uh, grungy, you know, just, I'm all over yeah. the place when it comes to music, and, you know, you're the only person that's not one of my friends that knows this. But I, well, friends on Facebook, we are. But uh, I actually was super frustrated with something that happened in my life recently. And uh, a lot went into it to the, to get me to the point where I actually rapped. I had a beat that I made that I was trying to sell. And I just started writing down lyrics at my girlfriend's apartment. She was helping me write them. And I was like, wow, I'm like these are going somewhere like, yeah. I could finish this today got home got on my computer started playing through all of my beats found the one and wrote the rest of it and then recorded the whole entire thing in one take and I have not released it like it's on private on SoundCloud but I know that if I release it I'm gonna get in a lot of shit so I don't wanna release it I feel bad I'm kinda that. scared I'm kinda scared I might wait another month or so till, you know things change but
0: yeah oh, <laughs> is it good
1: I've been told it's good just like
0: I feel like like what I've gotten from this kind of this story is like it's gonna be, it's good because it was like just like you ran with the emotion instead of trying to like think about it you just kind of like did
1: I didn't know I didn't, like I did I, when you're writing music and you're thinking too hard you're not doing it right yeah When you write music, you need to let it flow. Um, Even if it sucks, let it out. Yeah. Because then you can go back and you can revise it. You can change things Mm -hmm. because when you write it, it's not final. I mean, we're not in the 1920s. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can go back and change things. You can edit things. Yeah. So um, I'm happy with it, personally. I think it's really cool. something I've never done before. And everybody that I've shown is like, holy shit, dude where did this come from like I didn't know you could do that and I'm like well it just, I had, happened. Uh, it just happened you know I, I had to do something I had to prove my point yeah and here it is I feel that so that was that was weird
0: yeah well um, thank you so much for sharing that story um, I'll definitely link in the description box below those links you sent me in like the Facebook messenger so Sweet. people can find your stuff. Um, and if you want, I can also link like your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever.
1: Sure. Awesome. Definitely not my Twitter.
0: All right. I won't link your Twitter. You can do Um, my Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being on here. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, Brady and I link all of our stuff in the description box below, so definitely check that out. Um, and until next time.